Welcome to another episode of Breaking Brains and Building Hearts. Brett Burchard, welcome, my man. What's going on, fellas? Hey, Chris, welcome. Good to be here. Yeah, we don't have any kind of uh, formal welcome for this show. No intro music. This is just a, a, a live upfront uh, experience to the chaos and order and the mixture of both that is our minds, our leadership, and our growth. Yeah, it's like a jazz ensemble, right? Well, yes. We need to start with your intro music, Chris. You tend to bring out a good playlist every time. I don't know if we need to get oh, royalties yeah. or anything for that, but <laughs> I, I'm sure the podcast audience for this show. Breaking Brains, Building Hearts is going to be so huge. We're going to get in trouble, but we could flirt <laughs> with disaster till we get there. Well, that's the benefit of like you, you could load it and yeah, and people wouldn't know. But once you put it on YouTube, there's an algorithm and it does, it won't allow you to load it. Um, for a while, it would allow you to load it, but it would flag you. And I didn't know this. So I had posted a video with some audio and then the band messaged me, like the actual band. It was like, hey, Whoa. you can leave that up, but you got to pay this much money and buy all our music online. <laughs> I was like, wow. okay, it wasn't a bad price. So, uh, you know, the, the, the tech is getting smart. It's good. Um, it's good. Guys, it's spring. It's April 20th. 420, no jokes. I almost kicked us off with a Snoop Dogg song just for that. Uh, but <laughs> I didn't. So uh, we're winning, we're losing, we're stuck, we're inspired. We're a little bit of those or some of those at any given moment in time. Which one stands out the strongest for either of you right now? And because all of its growth and good, what, what jumps out? If, for me, it's inspired. Um... I don't say that to just like be the cheesy optimist of the group because we know that's you, Chris. But <laughs> I, uh, right on. I'm inspired, I'm man. I feel like I uh, like doing work I love to do, um, challenge to grow every day, and and doing it with people I enjoy, mm. and see the potential of of what could be. Know it's going to be a lot of hard work to get there, um, but excited for for what could be coming in the future um if it all works out like i expect it to so <laughs> uh for me it's inspired i don't know that feel stuck or losing anywhere um you know small wins to keep going but mainly inspired to chase the future hmm. thank you man i love hearing that uh you're living it i mean that's the thing enjoying getting where you want to go that's enjoyable that's true to who you are and it won't go for sure like we think it will at a tactical level the plan will change but at a principled strategic value level it can and uh super cool yeah, i was i was having uh conversations with some friends in like in the coaching world and it's, it's just such a challenging profession on so many different levels and the, some of the rewards are are really thrilling now, are you talking um, athletic coaching or yeah, like yeah, athletic? Gotcha. Yeah, so basketball coaches, you know, and and some of the some of the rewards are thrilling, and and some of them are really fulfilling, you know. But it's just in so many ways, it's a challenging profession, and uh, and I caught myself saying this phrase, and it just came out 
But now I'm like, wow, that was really true. I don't want to be miserable on my way to being happy. Ooh, dude, that just, you just, us, that's good. How many of us are doing that, right? Like I gotta, I just gotta suck it up and I gotta sacrifice and I gotta do all this today. So then one day I'll, cause when I'll get there, I'll be happy. It's right, like, right, right. it just sounds like a miserable, <laughs> just, it's not the way I want to do it, I guess. And so, yeah, I'm not going to be miserable on my way to being happy. I mean, that's saying it even better than I want to get where I want to go, true to who I am, and actually enjoy getting there. That's so tight and succinct. Uh, what? So, so what do you do? If you don't want to be miserable on your way to being happy, what do you do? What do you want? Well, for me, it's uh, when I think about like, what am I going to do, you know, aside from aside money, job title, whatever. It's, uh, can I apply what I've learned? Um, can I be challenged to grow? Can I do work with people I enjoy? And do I have a lifestyle that, that I'm happy in? Mm -hmm. Mm. And so if I could, if you can find those four, that's, that's my kind of filter for what am I going to do next? And if I can find those four, four qualities, it's a sweet spot. So lifestyle, the people I do it with, what were the other two? Uh, be able to apply what I've learned. Okay. So apply my skills and uh, be challenged to grow. Yeah. Awesome. I want to see how that maps onto something I'm working on for the mission lean in stuff I've done with people. And I think it maps with all four, uh, you know, so super interested on that. What about you, Jimmy? What's, uh, what's lighting up the dashboard yeah. Well, uh, it's funny how what I was thinking is so connected, well connected to what Brett mentioned. Um, you know, I'm, uh, I think it's Thich, Thich Nhat Hanh has this idea of mm. smile yoga. Mm. <laughs> and I've been doing some, uh, I've been incorporating this idea of smiling in my meditation. Mm. And, um, you know, it's so easy so that connects now to situational awareness and how we operate throughout the day, which connects to what Brett's talking about. Um, I don't want to be miserable on my way to being happy. <clears throat> One of the things that I've learned um, in just working with people is you can get a lot further if you greet them with a smile. But what if you greet the challenges that you face throughout the day with a smile? You know, what if you greeted every um, inconvenience, every challenge, every quote unquote problem with that smile, right? You've got, you get the endorphin rush, you get the, you know, you get all the physical benefits of it. And it also affects your attitude, right? And so what I interpret Brett saying is, you know, it's, it's really about how you respond to what occurs all of us, right, that are well healed and have a and have a vision, right? We can live in the vision, but how do we operate every day or walking the path of that vision? Mm -hmm. Do we let stuff bug us and do we have to? What if we just showed up to every challenge with that smile? Uh, what would what would that do for our attitude? What would that do for our creativity? What would that do for our ability to, to get past those challenges? So I've actually been experimenting with that. 
Mm. Uh, which and it go and, it, and believe it or not, most folks look at me. I used to when I when I sold one of my nicknames, uh, a client given nickname was Mister Fantastic, because every time she met me, she would ask, "How am I doing?" I'd say, "Fantastic," mm. whether I was or wasn't. Um, my coach would say, "You know, are you really?" And I would say, "No," <laughs> but the people around me and my attitude and my outlook was always positive, always upbeat, regardless of what's going on. And I think there's a lot to be said. You don't want to hide from what's happening or obfuscate it or ignore it. But you also, you know, want to position yourself in the best way possible to address it. Mm, mm, That's awesome. I mean, it's cool just to hear the way we're all kind of synced up because I had gone on a walk earlier today and in between some meetings felt such an intense experience of equal parts desire, ambition, and contentment, gratitude. And and it just is this, it's it's beautiful cocktail, right? Of, you know, there's more and I'm fulfilled. Um, and, and living in both of those domains. And uh, yeah, I mean, there could be people listening to this that are going through something that they've got to grieve out. Uh, right. You right. know, and, and, and you're not going to get to that new beginning or that smile until you grieve that ending and you go through that sadness. But what you're describing as a meditative state and a stance and a posture, it's exactly the best place to be. I'm calm and I'm excited for what's going to come out of this, even if it's a challenge. Um, dudes, it's fun to hear just the, the similar places we find ourselves, especially because, you know, it seems like there's such a, a wavelength out there of, of stress and overwhelmed and to the hilt maxed out. Uh, what, what do you guys think for people that are listening to this that would be like a couple of steps that they can start on just to, to stir up that ambition and or gratitude or both? You know, what's on my mind, Chris, is... Um... Yeah, I, I like to take these things to their extremes uh, or simplify them to something very basic. Just imagine the last time you had a conversation with a family member that frustrated you. And, and then the, their frustration and your frustration escalated that to a point where nerves were fried, uh, stress was created, volume, you know, voices increased and there was something then later on to apologize for, you know, a simple interaction that, that, that escalates. Imagine if at the moment of frustration, nothing else changes except instead of greeting them with a frown or frustration or an angry look, you just smiled. Mm-hmm. Imagine the, the, the last time you spoke to somebody at the store who didn't help you the first time you asked, you know, it took two or three times. <laughs> you just, you smiled. Imagine you're on the phone with someone who's trying to help you out and they're not getting it and you smiled, right? You know, so this is just an experiment. I'm not suggesting I have the answer, but, and I think for everybody it's different, but just, I think one thing, Chris, we can do is we can just imagine what it would have been like the last time we needed this what would have happened? How would you, how would your demeanor have changed? The situation doesn't change, but maybe your ability to address 
the situation um, in a positive way, extract some positive outcome improves. Yeah. Relaxism. Brett, I got to tell you this because I'm dying. And then I think you got something. The first time I met Jimmy, we told this story. I know in some formats, I'm not sure if we've ever said it on Breaking Brains, but he lives his message here because even when he is not sure how to take somebody, he smiles because, yeah, he was like, what do you do? And I was like, we co- we coach people because one of the certified coaches was there. And uh, I say one of them who helps lead them, Mike. And uh, and I'm like, well, it's coaching, help people, strategic and kind, figure that shit out.com. And he was like, smiling, you know? Ah, <laughs> uh, so funny. Then I walked away. <laughs> and then he walked yeah. away. Got to run for the hills. <laughs> Yeah, it's. Uh, I was thinking. Um, I love the concept, but also make you like check your motives behind the smile. Because uh, my parents um, spent thirty-five years in higher education administration and navigating the politics of all that is involved in that, and uh, they came across a term. They said, well, "I'll use the PG version of it," but you're. Your grin, you just got grin effed. <laughs> <laughs> Someone just smiled at you and said F you at the same time. <laughs> yeah. And <you're> like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there's definitely some motives behind it, but I love the idea. It, it reminds me of uh, last week I did a workshop with a, a group of coaches helping them figure out their core values for their, their program. And one of them, it talked about how their, their team just, stumbled onto this mantra good and that was the phrase they were using good Mm. and like everything that happened good and now what's next like accepting reality for what it is uh grateful for the experience for what it might teach me or or how i could flip this into a uh you know into an advantage or an opportunity And, and so everything they said was just was good cooperate with what's unfolding and so they just they use this mantra and they had it on t-shirts and wristbands and everything else. But, you know, Hey, you know, lost this game. Good. Mm-hmm. Now we get to come back. This game got canceled because of COVID. Good. We can do this. You know, mm-hmm. coach put them on the line, made them run. Good. I'm going to get my conditioning better. Like mm-hmm. just flipped everything into a, to a positive. Yeah. It's that Buddhist cone. I think it is. It's like the guy's like, Oh, your son went off to battle and you know, so sorry. Maybe it's bad. Oh, your son came home. That's so great. Well, maybe it's good. You know, and it's just like it, you're cooperating with the the unfolding of it. It's weird. Anytime I do stuff with like uh, people that English as a second language, I feel like it forces me, surfaces in me a better teaching or, or clarity. And so was doing Flip the Lie with a group this morning. And yeah, just trying to articulate, like, if you're in the gym and you feel something weak in a muscular, in the muscular structure of who you are, good. Now you know it needs to be strengthened. Now you know exactly in the chain of your muscular development what has to be worked on to, to make you whole. I think one of the, my favorite mindsets to bring to every situation is good will come out of this. I don't know what it's going to be, but like... Even in the smallest of things, how will good come out of this? And that trains me to be on the lookout for that. 
Yeah. 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 I think my college coach, I'm sorry. My college coach used to tell us like, you never know mm. if an experience is going to be good or bad until you know who you become because of it. Mm. It's like, we can't say right now, oh, this is a terrible experience until three weeks later, three years later, 30 years later, we realize who we became because we went through it. Oh, that was a good experience for me because I became this. Right. Yeah. And I love what I love about the job of coaching and, and developing people is this idea that we, we can bring these overarching truths, right? Like you just said, Brett, you never know um, until you understand or see or experience what, what it creates in you, uh, you know, how you respond. Those are great meta concepts and for human beings, they all go to shit <laughs> in the moment, man, like in this, in the, in the situation. So I love the, I love the, the good. I love that. It's, it's a, it's a strategy that you can use in the moment to immediately shift the way you can respond in that moment. Just like the smile. I like the smile because it sets people off. If, if they're accepting it, cool. If they're not, it's like, what? And it creates some mystery and it creates more conversation. But those strategies that we can deploy in the moment that keep us on track, I think are just as, if not more important than these big meta concepts that we walk around with that we know are true. But so many of us suck at fulfilling, at implementing, at making, making part of our daily interaction. Right, we can walk into a session and and lay some truth, and then walk out of the session and and tear someone a new asshole because they cut us off in our car. You know, we're driving up, driving away. How do we, how do we solve for that mm-hmm. as human beings? Mm-hmm. And I think what happens a lot of time, especially in coaching people, people confuse emotional vomit. With this idea of, oh man, I just went in there and expressed and blah, 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 versus really being in the moment with somebody and true masterful coaching, figuring out where they are and helping them take the next step, not trying to force them somewhere, which is why we have this step-by-step process and figure that shift out so that you're coming beside somebody, you're not just emotionally vomiting on them, but it goes back, I think, to what Brett said, the coach saying, we'll find out who we become because of this. I love that. It debunks this idea that you are your reactions, or better way of saying it, you are your past reactions. Because it's that saying that says, you know, whatever's in you, like a cup, when you go through that hard time, it gets shaken out. Well, that's who you are. Well, we've all been through suffering or challenges, and we were, we were surprised negatively by what came out of us. We also have been surprised positively. You know, and and that false you, the one you don't want to be true of who you are that comes out under that pressure, that's your past. The thing that you do like that comes out, that's your future. And either of those can happen in the present. And so the choice in any hardship, challenge, or suffering, and we all suffer and challenge and have hardships, is who do I want to become because of this? You know, you had asked me a simple question one time uh, a few months back, Jimmy, in a in a sales conversation. And you were like, you just watch for the habit. So if you're going to give this away to try to get to this finish line, that's going to become a habit. Who you're becoming, right, is what you were saying. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's great. And just makes you that much more mindful of this process of, 
who am I becoming as a result of this choice? And there are times my choices let me down. And there are times my choices surprise me in a good way. And it's just trying to get more in the category of the good of what's what's coming out. Well, if we if we focus this in, what would you guys leave for people as a way of uh, in the moment tipping the scales to becoming better, growing in that challenge? What would you leave them with, Brett or Jimmy? Who wants to go first? I would I would first tell you not to not to judge yourself or be too harsh on yourself. You're going to become aware of your reactions. And like you just said, the empowering thing there is, Hey, I didn't like my reaction that time. I'm not defined by my reaction. I can react differently next time, or, um, I can use that as insight to, to where I can grow next, but not, not judging yourself or, or shaming yourself because of how you might've reacted, but using it as, um, insight awareness to, to where you can grow. Again, you say good. And I blew up and cursed him out and was terrible. Good. Now I can learn from that and grow and apologize and make the relationship even stronger because I show vulnerability and humility. So uh, not being so hard on yourself. Yeah. I think one of the themes that, that that's excellent, um, Brett, excellent, excellent insight. I think one of the other themes that's, that hasn't been spoken per se is this idea of pushback, Right. The smile is a pushback. Good is a pushback. The best coaches find opportunities to push back on the standard thinking, the accepted thinking, the quote-unquote normal thinking. Uh, Pushback. Find ways to push back on the things that are making you feel good. Find ways to push back on the things that aren't making you feel good. Find ways to push back on your first reaction. Um, that's going to make you insightful. That's going to make you curious. And that's going to make you an innovator uh, and somebody who can, who can practice this idea of addressing challenges that pop up for yourself and for your clients over time. Mm. Dudes, that was awesome. Yeah, the standard conventional approach to what you're saying, Jimmy, is... I will be miserable on my way to being happy. And if you push back on conventional approach and wisdom, it's innovative and creative and and helps facilitate breakthroughs because you are seeing it differently than others see it. So awesome. Thanks for being here with us on Breaking Brains, Building Hearts. I guess I get to take us out. So peace out, everybody. Be happy on your way to being happy.